On today's episode of Big Bash Banter, we talk about the week that was in the Women's Premier League. There's the cricketing news as the intrigue around Deandra Dotton builds. We also have a WPL Finals preview, an update on Maurice, and there's even rumours about another song. Let's get into it. It's Season 2, Episode 10 of Big Bash Banter. We're live from the garage during the Gujarat Giants game against the UP Warriors. Did I get the teams right at least, Peter? No, it's the Warriors. They're close. I am your host, Jared. I'm not going to let that go. I'm your host, Jared. And with me, it's not the 12th man, it's the Waste Man. Not the third man either. No. Although I kind of literally am. Now, that's a reference to uh, the pod traditionally between myself and Maurice. And we drafted you in as well, Wasteman. But I hear you have a Maurice update. Last week, she'd gone to solve the crisis in Ukraine. You have an update. Yeah, it looks like she's making some waves over there. She's convinced the Chinese Premier to visit Russia. I did see that. So Xi Jinping is going to visit Vladimir Putin. Yep, no one else will go and see him. But Maurice has made it happen, so... Watch this space. That's right, folks. You, heard, you thought we were joking last week, but no, <laughs> Maurice is there making it all happen. <sighs> well, we'll keep an eye as, as the Gujarat Giants, 6 for 178 off their 20 overs, hmm. take on the UP Warriors. Ash Gardner's continuing on a good form, 60 from 39, it's not bad. I think Gardner in this game would be fired up. Mm. because she got absolutely belted all over the park in Massively. the game against the... It was against uh, my team, Royal yeah, Challenges no, Bangalore, yeah. wasn't it? And you haven't even been gloating about that. It's just like you're saving it all for tonight, aren't you? <laughs> we are going to lay it on a bit thick because the Premier League table has changed. Mm. There's a new new team on the bottom of the ladder and it's not Royal it's Challenges Bangalore. Mumbai? Mumbai? <laughs> no, no. Oh. UP Warriors? No, no. The sixth. Oh, no. In fifth, Gujarat Giants. It's sixth. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, they beat the ladder-leading, previously undefeated Mumbai Indians and then were defeated by the lowly RCB. All right, we will get into the Women's Premier League. We're going to talk about what happened and then we're going to give you a finals preview. But before we do that, it's time for the cricketing news, brought to you by Roof. Welcome to a very brief cricketing news. Elise Perry has set a new record for the fastest delivery in women's cricket. Playing for Royal Challengers Bangalore, she launched a delivery at 130.5 kilometres per hour. And to conclude the cricketing news this week, Deandra Dodden, a.k.a. World Boss, has released a statement about not playing in the WPL. In her seven-paragraph statement, she said, I remain deeply disappointed by what can only plausibly be described as bewildering reasoning for my omission from the tournament. At the commencement of the tournament, the franchise claimed that I was excluded from the team because I was apparently recovering from a medical situation. This was followed by a subsequent clarifying statement that contended that I was, in fact, unable to obtain medical clearance despite being granted as recently as February the 20th. It seems there's more to come for this story. And that's all in the cricketing news. 
back to you in the studio. Not much in the cricketing news this week, Wasteman, but what is in there is absolutely fascinating. First of all, a little bit of controversy around that Elise Perry record. Have you heard about the controversy? No, fill me in. Well, apparently, um, and again, this is from this hypo C-A-U-S-T on Twitter, getting very excited saying that this is five kilometres faster than Elise Perry's next fastest ball, doesn't believe that it's actually been accurately recorded as the fastest ball ever. Where do, Where's he getting this information? I don't know, but they are very convincing on Twitter. Yeah. But five kilometres more isn't that outrageous as an effort ball, is it? I mean, when she really means it. Also, bleat, bleat. I mean, she's the goat, so yeah. if anyone's going to bloody do it, it's her. Well, I mean, if you... I thought she was gone as a 2020 batter. I mean, what, eight... 12, 18 months ago, she was, you know, scoring well under 100 strike rate and she looked slow and not sharp. And now... Not making the Australian team. No. In the T20 format. And now she's just setting the world on fire. So maybe if you can apply that to her batting and bowling's got the same trajectory. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see, I suppose. If she's done it once, she can do it again. So... A little bit of criticism of her run rate in this tournament. She's been going at about, I think, a 137 strike rate, thereabouts. Mm. But I I know that's not as, as, as fast as some others. For me, though, you've got to look at the context of Royal Challenges Bangalore games. They haven't batted well. They've lost wickets. Elise Perry has been the backbone of their innings, and I think she's adjusted appropriately to the circumstances. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of bowlers have been struggling in India, like not just the Australians, but some of the other bowlers and Gardner and Shoot and Annabelle Sutherland have all had their struggles. So it's, yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about that. I wouldn't read too much into that. And as we heard in the news, Waste Man, Deanna Dotton releasing a statement. What do you make of that? Yeah, it's hard to know without knowing the facts from both sides, isn't it? Giants have come out and said that she didn't meet their standards for a medical clearance. She says she did. There's a bit of lack of communication going on there about what's right and what's wrong but yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens next season whether I don't know if she's bound to the Giants at all or whether she can be picked up by another team or if in a year's time she's still going to be a hot property so we'll see I guess we'll I suppose see. you would have question marks wouldn't you if you've only got so many international players you certainly would but if she has another season of WBBL cricket like she did last year then I dare say that she'll be picked up regardless of those issues. Yeah, I'm sure she'll be in the 100 as well, won't she? Yes, very much so. Mm. All right, how about we get into it? Yep. Iceman, take us, it. take us through the action that's been in the week of women's Premier League cricket. A couple of games that have been played at Brabham, they've been there's been a bit of a turn in the wicket and so you've seen some lower scores which has been interesting. The highest ever chase score was at Brabham, which was RCB chasing down the um, Giants total, and they got 188. But then at the same time, um, we had the lowest defended score, so 147 was defended by the Giants, which is, you know, there's been some big scores and teams falling well short, and then some very low scores and the other team getting very easily. So 147 defended was, was sort of very different for this competition. So looks like the pitches are changing a little bit. So towards the point of the season, we might see some close games, which would be good. The uh, Royal Challengers Bangalore defeated the UP Warriors. So they, uh, what are we, 536, um, defeating UP Warriors 135. So First win of the year. Five wicket win, yeah. So that was, was nice to get off the bottom, I suppose. Not to the Giants' pleasure, but... Damage done by the bowlers, most notably. Can we hear it? And we hear a big round of applause for this player here, Elise Perry. 
Three for 16 off her four overs. Incredible effort. I thought you were going to say um, Sophie Devine. Oh, look, we, we, you will not find bigger fans of Sophie Devine than on this podcast. Of course, the Perth Scorchers, Scorchers WBBL captain, two for 23 off her four. Yeah. She has hit a purple patch in this tournament. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to the uh, other aspect of her game shortly. As games progress, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, that was good for the RCB to get off the canvas there. That was um, overdue. Uh, but then the Giants got their second win. Um, over the Delhi Capitals, so that was... Was that the Capitals' first loss? No, the Capitals had lost previously to the Indians. So this was um, Vulvart's um, first score. She got 57, which is good, and then um, Gardner got 50 as well. It was a strange one, that one. There was, for some reason, they decided to bowl Deal. Like, as much as I love Harling Deal, I'm like, why are you bowling? <laughs> <laughs> and um, where they left Josie just sitting in there on the bench. Well, she went for 16 off one over, so that's probably why, but... I mean, the, the Capitals are a very good team, and but yeah, they didn't really get going, so good win for the Giants. That was their first big scalp after only having defeated RCB before that. Sutherland's not been getting much game time. No, I don't think Sutherland's played the last few games, and I don't expect we'll see her in this tournament no. again. No. Well, then the Warriors beat the Indians, so that's what I was thinking of. So the UP Warriors beat Mumbai Indians. They restricted them to 127 and then got it. Well, they, they went right to the wire. They got it off the, the fourth, third or fourth last ball. So... Pretty low scoring match, that one. Yes, bowlers certainly the, the winners on the night. Interestingly enough, though, the winning runs hit off a player who's been very good throughout this tournament, Izzy Wong. In this game was actually the most expensive of the bowlers, going at 9.6 and over now. Often the economy rate of a bowler is very misleading in this format of the game mm, because yeah, you put your be. better bowlers in at the more difficult times, yeah. often when... There's wickets in hand and the batting team's going all out to score. Yeah, that's right. No, she. that's not, not pretty, is it? No, not in the context of this game. Is he one quite expensive? Mm. No, well, yeah, 9.6 and over. I mean, yeah, again, it gets blown out a little bit by only having half an over in the last one. They tend to exaggerate the worst of that. So, yes. Yeah, that, that game sort of... It's interesting that, that there's been these low scores, though, isn't it? So they're kind of getting to the point where... No, as things go on, batters tense up and the bowlers are starting to find their rhythm a bit more, getting used to the conditions maybe. Yes. And then the other game was probably one of the games of the tournament, which is, I say, it's the highest score that's been chased down. There's been a lot of big scores, but no one getting anywhere close to them. So the Giants got to a very good 188, which I thought would, you know, I went to bed at this point. <laughs> well, I did and, and as, as well, and I actually uh, tweeted about it at, at Big Bash Banter, um, because the game started about it's about 10 o'clock, yeah. the first innings will start here in Western Australia. Yeah. So by the time the second inning gets underway, it's, it's midnight. Had to turn the game off and go to bed. And I said, I don't think that Royal Challengers Bangalore are going to get there. No. Particularly when you consider, you know, Volvart's got 68 off 42. Gardner's fired with 41 off 26. 188, as you say. To chase that down would have to be the biggest total of the tournament Say, to be chased. Maybe you might need some divine intervention. <laughs> I saw your face light up as I was talking. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's onto something here, Waste Man. So, so to win, we needed exactly that, some divine intervention. Take us through Sophie's innings. Yeah, she was just brutal. 36 ball, 99. Say that, not say, many... say that again. <laughs> 36 ball, 99, 275 strike rate. That's nine fours and eight sixes, a strike rate of 275. 
One of the great innings. It's such a shame she didn't get the 100 there. Would have been the first player to do so in and this it, And I don't think it would be a long time before anyone beat that amount of balls on it. So it's a shame, but won the match. And it's, you know, one of the best matches we've had so far. And between the bottom two teams. So I think that's the thing about this league. It's that obviously a couple of teams have kind of got off on the wrong foot, but the quality is still there. And it, it just takes one moment. And it just turns. So that's what I love about 2020. It doesn't take much. Just a little moment and someone just having the best day and it changes the whole match, trajectory of the match. So, so let's, trajectory. let's turn to the table now. You've got Mumbai Indians on top, 10 points, Delhi Capitals, 8. Now, this is where it gets interesting. UP Warriors, 6, and Royal Challengers, Bangalore, and Gujarat Giants tied on 4. Now, the difficulty for both RCB and the Gujarat Giants is that they've played that one extra game. So yep. the only way either of them can make the finals, because it's the top three teams that play in yep. the finals, is for UP Warriors to lose both their next game and to have a big win. Because right now, UP Warriors has a superior net run rate. Uh, so particularly for Gujarat Giants, they would have to have an incredible victory just to, to get past that net run rate. Yeah. Royal Challengers, Bangalore... It's possible. If UP Warriors lose their next two games, it's possible. Yeah, but no, I think you're right there. I think it's season over for the Giants. I think they must play the Warriors again. Or they're playing the Warriors right now, aren't they? Yes, exactly right. So they pretty much have to have bowled them out by now, I think, to um, improve their run rate that much. And let's bring an update. So Gujarat Giants have got UP Warriors at 1 for 14 in the second over. Of course, as we previously mentioned, Having made 178, that's going to be a point good of score. interest. Yeah, Healy's out. Oh, Harleen Dial with the catch. I know it was a good catch. I haven't seen it, but <laughs> she's the real deal. That's right. Yeah. I saw a sign. You were talking about the signs before. Where we got, I've, been, I've been looking at some of them. Oh, Dealicious came up on the scoreboard when she... <laughs> I think she hit a six or something, and I was like, that's beautiful. Yes. Deal is a be-all and end-all. <laughs> Is that a sign or is that just something you came up with? It's, I've got a whole list of rhymes here, Jared. So we'll see how we go. Oh, speaking of rhymes, we better break the bad news to the audience. There is another song in the works. It's, it's very raw, but it's coming together. It's coming together slowly. Uh, we do, I don't know, being the producer of that song, <laughs> I don't know whether it'll be ready for this season because we've got the, se- the season finale next week. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Season finale next week where we talk about the Women's Premier League final. Mm. Might be a nice time to debut a song. Do it we might. Re- do we reveal the title of the song? Mate, they just have to know that it's there. I think that's all that matters. All right, well, stay tuned, folks. All right, well, that, that's our little week that was in the Women's mm. Premier League review. That's tomorrow the last two games. And I've got another game on tonight which is the um, Indians taking on the Capitals, so that'll be interesting. But there's not really any home ground advantage for this, is there? It's like, I think if you finish first, you're straight in the final, and then second and third have to fight it out. So there's definitely an incentive to finish first. So Mumbai will want to win tonight to secure that, and they are the home team. So their crowd has been crazy. Have you seen some of that? I've I've seen them, because I follow... We follow all of the, the teams on socials, but the content I've been absorbing most is from RCB and just listening to the crowd chants, you know, RCB, RCB. It's been really cool. 
yeah, G G doesn't really go well, does it? <laughs> like, just say one letter over and over again. Um, Mumbai Indians, Delhi Capitals is a late game tonight, so that, after the last game, was a bit of an anticlimax. It should be good to see if this one lives up to the billing as a preview, possible preview for the final. It's likely final, I think. Anything could happen, couldn't it? Well, that's a lovely segue. Let's get into our finals preview. A little bit premature because, of course, we're recording this pod on a Monday. By the time the pod comes out, we may know exactly who's in the finals. We're going to assume, based on the way the ladder sits, well, definitely Mumbai Indians and Delhi Capitals are in. The question is whether or not the UP Warriors, RCB or the Gujarat Giants will be joining them. The ladder as it is, it'll be UP Warriors. Now, Wasteman, my question for you is, who's the favourite? You'd have to say Mumbai at this point, I think. Like they've they've beaten Delhi once. They've only lost one game, and they yeah they look like they're in form. And you've got Harmanpreet Kaur leading the way there. I think it's um, and they've got the home ground advantage. Home ground advantage, and it's, can't be undersold how important that is. I'll make a case against them because why not? Hmm. Yes, they've won every game but one. Yep, all those wins have been easy. So when they're put under the pump, when the screws are tightened in the final series, when things are close, do they have enough enough practice together as a team to be able to put the winning score on the board when it really matters? Mm. Look at these wins. Game one, won by 143 runs. Runs? 143 (laughs) runs. And then the next games, win by nine, eight, and eight wickets, and then win by 55 runs. Now, apart from the game they lost, which was by five wickets... Where's this? Where's the challenge coming from? When's, mm. the, when's the need to rise to the occasion as a team? Well, I suppose that's the downside of not having a final before the final. Like qualifying straight for the final is sometimes not that great because you haven't been tested. So we'll see if it does end up. Well, they could end up finishing second. Like if they, the, the winner of the game tonight will have a big bearing on that. And then I think there's tomorrow. Mumbai play RCB and then Delhi play UP Warriors. So that's going to have a pretty big say on that, who's going to finish first and second. So we'll see. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't do the Indians harm to finish second and have to qualify. And they'll, again, they'll have that big home crowd advantage Yes. if they do play Delhi, uh, UP Warriors in the semi-final. So let's move on then to the Delhi Capitals. Uh, how do you see their finals chances? Well, Meg Lanning is the winningest captain in cricket history yes love that word winningest you can say it a lot better than I do <laughs> when she's in your team you know you're in with a chance don't you so yeah I think they've they've definitely got to have a big chance to go all the way Mumbai would rather play playing the Warriors in the final I think if that came to that do you think the success of the Delhi Capitals will change the way women's Premier League teams are put together in season two, in terms of, I'm not saying Meg Lanning's not an excellent batter. She clearly is and yeah. is informed. But in terms of picking a leader and then building a team around them, yeah, you do have to wonder that, don't you? And uh, I think it was always going to be the way that they wanted to get the big, high-profile players, and they're going to be the ones who people want to watch and want to see. But if you look at you know, other teams around world cricket and even other sports, it's like it's it's always a champion team rather than the team of champions that wins titles, isn't it? And so that's where you go, well, Lanning's kind of the, the core of a champion team, even though she is a champion herself. So, yeah, you, you think that 
picking some of those players who aren't necessarily the face of cricket or a superstar, but are a very good player. I mean, Harleen Diol is a really good example. She's a great player. She's not Mandana, but I think at this point I'd rather have Harleen Diol than Mandana in my team. And even though, and Mandana is captain as well, you go, well, would you maybe rather have Sophie Devine as your captain? course we're biased but yes <laughs> you know you know what i mean like there's I, I don't know who else you'd pick but i mean even lise perry like she's she would be a great captain i mean whether she'd want to do that again is another question but um yeah she's got enough on her plate <laughs> um and i don't really don't know who's sort of the next in line in india who i mean obviously mandana is captain rcb to mixed results but who would be the next woman up no but i'd like to know um who who would be the net so Humpreet Kaur is Indian captain captain of Mumbai Indians very successful both teams who would be the the next person um the next sort of best leader in the Indian team and then you've got someone like um Dane Vanderkirk who's just sitting on the bench at ICB who is a great captain at South Africa so you have to wonder whether someone could utilize her leadership can and, we start a rumor about her coming to the Scorchers you could try have her and Cat played together much before? Apart from the national team, oh, the, I, I, the I don't. <laughs> I don't know. They played together at sixes, maybe. Right. Well, that, yeah. yeah. That's Sydney. That doesn't count, though, does it? No. But no. Well, that would be should be a great pickup. Wide open at six. <laughs> I don't know whether they've got enough room in the international players' space. Is the question. Final team that has a chance that's likely to make the finals are the UP Warriors. Now, just a little bit of an update as we're as we're oh, recording yep. this. We're now in the at the end of the fourth over. UP Warriors two for thirty. They've lost another wicket. It looks like Kieran is out. Kim Garth with the wicket and Gujarat Giants looking like they might be doing Royal Challengers Bangalore a big favour by getting the first of the two losses that UP Warriors <laughs> require. <laughs> well, the run rates, the run rate's there, but the, the losing the wickets isn't good. But, I mean, they're only two down, so there's a way to go. Grace Harris is playing tonight. She hasn't seemed to have seen a lot of time in the middle for one reason or the other. But Kim Garth's been a great pick-up. She's, um, you know, it was a bit of a question mark over her, but she's been really consistent for the Giants, so one of the better bowlers that they've had. That was one of the, the controversial replacements, yet another Australian coming into the... Yeah, the just when you need more Australians. <laughs> but I was, I was going to ask you, can you make a case for UP Warriors in the final series? And then it's like, on one hand, you look at their form and it's a bit patchy, and then on the other hand, you just go to the team sheet and you're like, my God, of course they can win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the problem with this whole league, isn't it? Just yes. like on paper, all of them should be top of the ladder. It's the the depth of talent is just amazing. So, yeah, definitely room for them in the final. And you can see if they just hit their straps at the right time, then they could do it. And, yeah, definitely some great players that could have a huge impact. Sophie Eccleston's got a lot of experience and Deepti Sharma, like two people you'd want in your team. Yeah, talk about someone who can bowl at the death, Sophie Eccleston. Yeah. One of the best in the world, if not the best. Mm, I don't know. It's kind of way. She's no Harley Deal. You're in love, wise man. <laughs> <laughs> Not that Harley Deal is a death bowl of any stretch of imagination, but if she really wanted to, she could. <laughs> wise man, we've been previewing the final series. When actually are these games going to be played? So we've got the Eliminator, it's called. So it's um, second versus third. It's at Dr. D.Y. Patil Sports Academy in Mumbai. Um, and then we have the final itself 
on the 26th of March, Sunday 26th of March at Brabourne Stadium in Mumbai, which I think the Brabourne Stadium pitch has been more interesting. So that's cool that the final's there. So really, let's hope for a good final. My team, sadly, will likely not be there, so I'll be in neutral. Well, you never know. If things go Royal Challenges Bangalore way, way, and the form of their players continue, at least Perry's been a superstar throughout this tournament. Mm. Sophie Devine is joining her on that march. Yep. If we could just work out, you never know, Royal Challenges Bangalore fans, you never know. No. You get that RCB chant going all the way around Brabourne Stadium. Get the, the golden numbers on your backs, marching the streets, chanting. It'll just be something to remember. Blinding the... everyone with your glamour. And we'll be here to celebrate with you as we record next Monday, releasing the final pod of Season 2 of Big Bash Banter on Tuesday. And there may, there may be another song. <laughs> well, I really hope that we see a century before the, before the tournament's out. It'd be great to see the winning knock in the final being a century to someone be a great way to end a great tournament until then waste man good night good night everyone